This episode of the Off Course Podcast is sponsored by Titleist. The TSR offers an impressive selection across the entire spectrum of skill and speed. Each head is customized for a certain player in mind and solves for issues like too much spin, not enough consistency, and not enough speed. Take some time to learn about the different driver and fairway wood options that could propel your long game forward at Titleist.com. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And welcome back, you golfing legends, to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Mr. Mike Pye, the new or not so new chief marketing officer over there at Adele Golf. Mike, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's been a couple months now since your introduction to Adele. Right. Um, how how are how have things gone so far? Uh, I've been, you know, I, I guess hearkening back to my days at Nike. One of the eleven Nike maxims is be a sponge, and that's kind of what I've been trying to be is to be a sponge and and to go in with um, eyes wide open, not a lot of preconceived notions about things, and just to listen to people. Um, and that's what I've kind of been spending the last few weeks doing is spending time with the team there. Uh, spent a lot of time with, with Doug Coors, uh, Rocky Hansler. Um, and then, you know, made, made some trips out to the field, um, to talk to both big and small accounts and, and, and other, you know, and, and others just to see, um, what the world thinks of us and, 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 and really who we are. So I can get a better mm -hmm. understanding of, you know, kind of how we want to mold and shape, you know, who Adele golf is for the future. Um, was there a different perspective that you had when you were in the introductory phase with Adele, as opposed to maybe now, is there something you, you weren't aware of that uh, has slowly grown into your, into relevance for you? How, how has your perspective changed since those early introductions, discussions to today? I would say the biggest, uh, you know, biggest aha, you know, sort of moment is, you know, in, in talking to some of the accounts, particularly the ones that have, you know, that, uh, um, you know, that they supported us, you know, everybody, you know, everybody supports the, the, the vendors that they carry, um, you know, they, but uh, I think the biggest aha was, how the technology we have in the irons and the wedges and the fitting and the putters actually um, uh, makes the difference that it does make to their consumers. And, you know, I say that um, because that's one of the reasons that drew me here to Adele. Um, you know, I'd, I'd wanted to get back into the golf industry. I'd been out of the golf industry for a few years, um, was working in the consumer electronics field, um, you know, through all of my industry, you know, friends and connections, they said, Hey, get in touch with, uh, somebody who I respect very, very well, who had been recruited by Adele, but didn't leave where he was. Um, and someone who I respect tremendous amounts said, Hey, they got a lot of good things happening. And the first thing that happened when I, when I actually did get a chance to speak with and meet Doug was, uh, he showed me that I was actually aiming my putter about five inches left of where I thought I was. Right. And so I, that was just, my mind was blown by that because um, I knew, I knew of it. I had known of Adele, uh, obviously having been in the industry for years. Um, uh, but, but I never really, you know, gone through a putter fitting or done anything like that. And, you know, in 15 minutes, you know, it changed my whole perspective on, <laughs> on me as a putter, because I always thought I was a decent putter. Um, and, and so clearly if I'm always aiming consistently where I was aiming, I'm doing something comp compensatory in my stroke to actually get the ball to go where I think it's supposed to go. So, um, you know, I, I, I give myself as an example to say, um, you know, in, in being out in the field and being out with our accounts, I, I think that the excitement in terms of, you know, it's really cool when we when we pull the SMS irons out or we go do a putter fitting to someone who doesn't really isn't really familiar with the brand because there's a lot of people because we're small, we're niche, we're not very well known. But when we show them the differences that moving the weights around makes or that 
different blade shapes or alignment options make in their game, it's kind of a big aha for them. And, you know, to me, it sort of is like, you know, you as a pretend, you as a fitter, you look like a, uh, you, you look really smart when you're able to pull something out, right, that people might not know about and say, by the way, I think this can help change your game. So I think that was probably the biggest thing, you know, going in. I mean, I believed in it from the start because I saw what it did for me. But you never really know until you actually go out and talk to people um, about what they do. So uh, I think that was probably the biggest thing. And it's just and it's really cool. And, you know, the other thing is um, it's it's also not necessarily what you might think either. So, for example, in our SMS irons where we've got three, you know, for the for the for the listeners out there that don't know, we have three. Um, adjustable weight ports in the back of our irons and it each iron comes with two two gram weights and an eight gram weight and where you place that heavy weight can completely uh, change how you can help you manipulate the club face change how you release the club and so when I first did it again this was another aha for me which was um uh, I, I don't like to see the ball go left. So my initial thought is, okay, good. Let's put the heavy weight in the heel and, or sorry, put the heavy weight in the toe, toe slows down, closing over and I'm fine. You know, off we go. And I found that the, it made me feel like I had to work hard to close the club face and release it. And so what the, you know, what the fitting showed was, you know, that I was basically flipping it, trying to get the club face to close and when they put the weight in the heel, it was just such a much more natural release for me. And because I was squaring the club face more consistently, I was one, one and a half miles an hour faster with my irons with the weight in the heel than I was with the weight in the toe, um, just because contact was more square and more consistent. Those are the types of things that until you actually kind of get in and see it, you don't really have any idea what something as small as as eight grams can really do um, for your game. And, and, you know, that's, that's kind of what sold me on this brand. So let me, let me ask a question about, you had mentioned presentation and from what I understand, Adele has a very strong and passionate group of uh, resellers, vendors, fitters Mm -hmm. uh, around the nation who take this product very seriously. And I'm assuming that's a bit of a different look based on your previous industry experience with some of the other companies you've worked with. Um, is, is that a true identity of Adele? Is that finite fitter that, that, uh, that almost, I don't want to say grassroots cause it's overthrown, but like you have this, um, root system built into smaller fitters and, mm-hmm. and smaller operations is that, is that fair to say? Uh, we do for now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those are the people you know, the ones that really get us and that really get the product and understand the benefits that it, it, it can provide to the consumer. Those are the ones that we certainly, you know, want to and are, and are planning to support and do what we need to do to make sure they, they, they stay in that sort of group of, as you call them, passionate fitters. You know, our brand doesn't have the awareness right now that it would ever make sense for us to go or at least currently that it would make sense for us to go into big box stores and things like that, where people are coming in asking for certain products simply because our awareness isn't there yet. But we also know that through this passionate group of fitters, right. And, and you're right. Grassroots is kind of thrown around a lot, but it's, it's, that's kind of the mentality that we have that we're going to be very scrappy, right. And that we are going to find the people that do very well with us. We're going to promote the people that do very well with us and then sort of, you know, high tide lifts all boats. And then we can go to others and say, hey, look what, you know, uh, you know, Jane Frost up in up in, you know, Cape Cod is doing with our with with our systems. And uh, you can do the same thing, too. And so, um, you know, so, yes, that is kind of how we're sort of organized and structured in the field um would we at some some point like to be a brand that can compete with the other big brands in a big box store sure but we also and and i think that's one of the things um you know about a leader and a guy like doug Coors uh that's that's great is that he also understands that he's not he's not looking at 
at us right now and saying, well, if we're not in, you know, if we're not in, you know, 40 PGA Superstore locations by, you know, next year, we will have failed. He understands what the landscape is. Um, and he understands too what our, you know, who we are and, you know, what we deliver. We deliver customized scoring solutions to people. That's not necessarily something that it is, you know, I think in, on, on some level you can get that in, in some of the big box stores and, and hopefully one day we, we can get there. But um, you know, that's why this, this sort of passionate fitter base is really, really important, you know, kind of important to us. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being big box. We're just not big enough for them right now. Well, I think it's one of the fascinating things to me is that it's either incredibly convenient or it's a depth of understanding that fitting is a critical component that each one of your very high-end products has a component to it that's unlike others and is a deeper fitting concept than others have and and what i mean by that is you mentioned uh, a weight that can adjust in your irons and wedges and, and i've i've been through that in the thp tech studio and experienced the benefits of adjusting that weight from the center into the inside or the toe side um, but, but it also goes into the putters as well. You have this incredibly in-depth system that you mentioned within 15 minutes, you experienced just how flawed you were. And, and I know not a lot of people want to know that, but when you get a chance, <laughs> Believe to say, me, that messed me up for weeks. So, you know, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. Doug, that messed me up for weeks. And my, my, you, my younger son is a competitive junior golfer and he, he asked me about it. And I didn't tell him because I said, yeah. I don't want to pollute your mind, but he said, don't worry about it. But it's one thing to show someone how wrong they are, and it's another thing to provide them with a solution to right. that. And I feel like the Adele system, this is my thought, is in my past, and especially during my time as a golf writer, so equipment writer and reviewer, there were simply clubs that did not work. And and it was like each iteration of product, it was either a hit or a miss for me from contact. And I'm speaking more specifically to the wedge profile. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the weight got a little bit too inside or too mm -hmm. high on the toe, and it just simply didn't gel with my swing. And that was one of the most convenient things I experienced with SMS was that I could adjust that weight to, to feel like I was flushing it each time. And the idea that you can go get a product in your hands that might not fit me in this situation, but would in the other, and vice versa to the next guy, I think that is unbelievably convenient that you have such a, a deeply rooted system with your uh, smaller fitters and provide them with a product that they can go to that level of, of uh, customization to their, their customers, uh, not just, not just shafts, not just, uh, right. you know, fancy ferals, things like that. Now you have this deep system, but, but it also expands into you guys are in these huge fitters as well and mm -hmm. gives those guys an additional uh, ability to fit, um, and, and frankly, anyone can go to the store, uh, or go to that and experience it for themselves or, or grab a wedge off it and see what, what best benefits them. I, I just love that for, at least for me, Adele has this identity as a fitting system inside a fitting system, you know, right, right, right. Uh, to go to that extra level. I like that you have that identity. The idea of expanding on that is very curious to me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we're, look, we're. Our, our brand, you know, is about um, scoring performance, for lack of a better term, right? And so we think of golf and, you know, since its inception, you know, David Adele, you know, and, and, and now Doug Gores, we think of golf from the hole backwards, right? So, you know, I think in a lot of sense, I think a lot of people in their minds have this sense of what golf is. And when you think about golf, you think about the tee forward, right? So, which is... You know, yeah, I mean, distance, distance, distance is great. Distance is, is, is sexy. Distance sells. Um, you know, we're not in, in, in that game right now. And um, the game that we're in is one where we want, you know, we, we strive towards and we obsess about helping people get, it ball, get the ball in the hole faster, right? So you do that by making more putts. Well, how do you make more putts? Make sure your aim and your speed is better. We fit for that. You know, how do you know, with, with wedges, we want you to be able to chip it closer, wedge it closer. And how do we do that with the SMS system and the wedges? With the irons, we want you to hit more greens or at least manage your misses better. 
tighten the circle, you know, we call it, tighten the dispersion circle, um, again, with SMS. And so everything that we do is about as you're approaching the hole, what can we do to let you make one more putt, to let you get it up and down one more time, to let you hit one more green? Because when you when you think of it in that term, now all of a sudden, we might have helped you improve one, two, three shots, four shots in a round. You know, we're not going to say we're not going to take a 25 handicap or make them a scratch golfer overnight. But what we could do is for the person that's out there and they have their regular Saturday game and, you know, all of a sudden they, they you know, we've, we've helped them knock one, two, three shots off. And now suddenly they're the ones getting money. They're not the, they're not like me. They're not the ATM machine anymore. They're the one, they're the ones getting money. So, you know, for us, it's, it's this kind of spirit of, you know, golf is about golf for, for lack of better, golf, golf is about your results and your performance. And there's, you know, and, and, and there's different ways to get there. These scoring shots that I talk about, I mean, that's 75% of what you add up at the end of the day, right? Because, your tee ball is maybe 14 holes in a round, a typical par 72. You might have 14 tee balls that you're hitting. The rest of it is an eye towards how do I get the ball closer to the hole and in the hole faster. And, and that's where we excel and where we understand that everybody is a little bit different. Every swing is like a fingerprint and that we want to be able to dial that in. That's great. The the one of the things I've been curious about is this slow and almost uh, deliberate consideration on, on product expansion. There doesn't seem to be a jump to the next stage. It seems to be you 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 produce something that seems to really excel in its position, and then there's an additive to it. So SMS wedges show up, and it's like, oh wow, what a great system. And then the, someone kind of like toys with the idea of, oh, this would be great to have an irons. It's kind of like, oh, by the way, we made some irons. <laughs> and then right. the next is like, I love these irons. They're just a little bit, uh, I want something a little bit more of a precision, precision style. It's like, oh, by the way, we have precision irons coming out in the pros. And it's it seems like this very intentional progression. Uh, are we going to see continued refinement of these brands? W w is there potential for more products to show up? What's it look like? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, the product plan, you know, is built out. I've, you know, I haven't really done a whole lot of modifications to it because, you know, my predecessor, uh, Chris Kosky, did a, did a wonderful job, you know, laying out how it should work. But I think you're absolutely right, you know, in that we're, we're not necessarily, we're, we're not the brand that's going to come out with a new iron or a new wedge every year. Um, you know, we're going to come out with new products every year. Um, because we also, you know, we understand that people are looking for, you know, sort of what's new and what's next. Um, but, you know, our team is, is uh, you know, very diligent in, in making sure that what we do services and benefits the consumer better, services and benefits our fitters better, you know, and, and really, you know, at, at the end of the day makes us a brand where yes, we may have a new product coming out in 24 and we do, um, but this new product coming out in 24 has a reason beyond just it's another generation. There is another benefit. And that's, that's really what we want to do. Um, and, and so I, you know, I, I go back to your original comment. Yes, we are very deliberate, in, you know, in, in how we do things. And, and, you know, I, I see us continuing to do that. I have so many questions about the products, but I really want to dial it back a little bit and ask you about your history in golf, which was obviously my intended to be my first question. And, and here we are almost 20 minutes in. Uh, you have some big names on your resume in golf itself. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe one that doesn't necessarily make equipment anymore in Nike, uh, but also in uh, Srixon. So you've seen operations from a couple of different standards. Right. And what I think is interesting between Nike and Srixon is I bet those two worlds were totally different in themselves, <laughs> you know, being being who owns and where they own from. So first of all, what was that like making those changes? And I'm assuming you're experiencing a, a very different culture moving to a company like Adele. 
Yeah, I, very, very much so. I, you know, I would say, um, you know, the differences, and I was actually with with Callaway also uh, before uh, before I, I moved to Strixon. So, you know, I saw one of the industry behemoths, and then, you know, I, I, when I went to to Strixon, I went to Strixon because there is this opportunity to build a brand, and and that was really interesting and exciting to me, and. Um, when I got to Shrixon, we were in a, in, in a way, in a very similar space to where Adal is today. Very small. Um, you know, they, you know, we had had, we were basically selling golf balls in half dozen packs, you know, and this was right around the transition from, from wound golf balls to multi-layer solid core. Um, you know, this was right in the 2001, 2000, you know, era and, and, um, so Strixon was very small, but we we took the approach to to our our conversation a few minutes ago, um, where we had some avid supporters of us, you know, a small vol- vocal um, fan base in 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 uh, you know in retail, and those were the people that you know we did what I hope to do here at Adele, which is really support those guys. And then um, really show what that, you know, you know, if you come on board with us, what that support, you know, really can, you know, kind of can do for you. Um, but the thing with, with Strixon, you know, Strixon had a 75 year history of making, um, you know, golf equipment under the Dunlop sports brands, you know, both in, 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 in Europe and in, and in Asia, you know, at the time Zexio, which is, you know, been been here in the in the states now for a few years, but Zexio's actually been around for quite some time. They were Zexio was the number one, um, you know, sort of premium equipment brand in Japan. You know, even you know as far back as there. And I, I don't know if people remember Shingo Katayama, uh, you know, and the cowboy hat and the PGA at, um, you know, at Atlanta Athletic Club. But um, you know, he was playing a, a Zexio driver, and and so. Uh, that brand, that company had a had a really big history, had a lot of of, of R and D behind it. So, it was a really interesting place, um, you know, to be. They just didn't hadn't quite figured out at the time how do we crack the U.S. market? How do we crack the number one market in, you know, kind of in the world? And and you know, our approach to that was, you know, we started again from the ground up, which was we were scrappy. We went to the accounts that really supported us. Um, you know, eventually we grew to have a tour presence and, um, you know, we, we ended up having a really solid stable by the time I left there with, uh, with Jim Furyk, um, Tim Clark, if people remember Tim Clark, um, uh, John Rollins, Tim Petrovich. So we had, we had, we had guys who were in their prime, you know, at the time, you know, that continued to help sort of spread the word. And, and, um, so it was a you know and we had grown we had grown the company and the brand quite a bit in that time so that was a lot of fun that was exciting that was that was a really really uh i got to do everything in that job um and and so it's it's again not dissimilar to what i'm doing today i get to do a lot of things in in the job that i have today um transitioning from from Strixon to nike yeah it was very different um if you're a sports fan um and Nike comes and calls and said, "Hey, you want to come work for us?" You kind of have to listen, right? Um, and when if if you've ever and I don't know if you've ever been on Nike's campus, but you know it's basically it's a museum to everything sports and athletics. You know, buildings are named after um, you know buildings are named after uh, all their athletes. There's plaques all around. There's I think four gyms on campus now. Um, you know, and, and I used, you know, I used to play pickup basketball in Bo Jackson Center, right? So if, if Nike is, it's a wonderland if you're a, if you're a sports fan. And so when they came, when they came calling, it was something that uh, I was, I really wanted to do simply because I wanted to work for the swoosh. And, you know, I, I think that um, uh, we had something that's, I think, really misunderstood by a lot of golfers and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that are sort of in the know in golf that are, you know, gearheads and things like that, even to this day, you know, I'll have arguments with people because I will, I will vociferously and passionately defend, 
you know, the things that we did, but people will say, well, yeah, Tiger's irons, the, the, the mirror irons, right? You know, that, that sort of discussion that's out there. And I'm like, no, I was in Fort Worth. I saw them being ground and being, you know, hand ground by Mike Taylor. They're not mirrors. Ah, they're, they're, but yeah, you can say that, but they're mirrors. And, 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 you know, that, that was one of the really interesting things about Nike is having this, this, this behemoth of a brand. Um, and yet, you know, not having the credibility in a lot of ways that, um, that other brands had simply because we were this behemoth of a sporting goods brand. But I will put our, you know, the, the equipment that we came up with, um, balls, clubs, everything, you know, by the time they actually ended up um, uh, shutting Nike, shutting Nike golf down, um, I, I would have put that, I'll put that up test wise, you know, against anything. <laughs> Because it was, I mean, it was really, really good stuff. We had really smart R and D people, um, uh, and, and it was a, it was, it was interesting. Um, it was a great place to be. Um, but you know, that said, you know, people always ask me, well, what happened? Uh, equipment isn't in Nike's DNA, right? And so, um, you know, it, it's not part. It's not their core competency. Um, Nike, uh, you know, decided at that point that. Um, they were, they wanted to refocus back on footwear and apparel. And that's why, you know, things kind of happened the way they did. Um, but it was, uh, an experience. I still live in Oregon today. So, you know, I, you know, I still see the campus from time to time. So, but it was an experience that, uh, that I wouldn't have replaced for anything. So what I liked about them is it was always fairly ground shaking in a lot of ways. I remember the. Mm-hmm the original pro combo irons, the smaller yeah. grooves. And they, they were one of my favorite irons at the time, yeah. and, you know, selling drivers with holes in them. <laughs> it was yeah. an exciting thing. You know, it, it was, it was always a big bummer just looking at it from the outside in saying like, what could have been, but uh, I think that that interesting perspective of Nike going back to what they did best was uh, a very understanding move, I guess you could say. And I've, I've heard good things about the, the money you can make in soft goods. So yeah, I have a, <laughs> The margins are a little bit different in selling shirts than it is in selling irons and, <clears throat> and drivers. So, but it was, I mean, we, and we had, you know, we had great product plans, you know, f- really for the future. Um, you know, Rory won two majors, you know, um, while he was with Nike, you know, using Nike, you know, drivers, irons, golf balls. And, and so, you know, whatever the, the, the haters, if you will, you know, will, will say you, you're not going to win a major championship with substandard equipment. Um, and, you know, we, we believed, you know, really strongly in what we're doing. I still, um, and, and actually I was still playing my Nike irons until I, I came and joined Adele because I hadn't found really anything that I thought that I liked, uh, you know, really that was better. So, um, uh, but it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, but like I said, it was really, um, it was, uh, it, it wasn't necessarily a shock when it all, when it all came to an end, um, just because there had always been discussion, you know, should Nike be in hard goods? Should Nike be in equipment? And when you hear those, that sort of chatter, you're, you know, you're, you know, your, your mind's open, but, uh, we believe everybody believed really wholeheartedly what we were doing. Um, and we had, we had great stuff. We had great players and we won a lot of stuff with it. So you made a couple comments about tour activity mm-hmm. and providing a bunch mm-hmm. of relevance for uh, that brand. It, right. When it comes to Adele, what's the tour discussion over there? Is there a lot of interest from the tour? Are they curious about what you guys are doing? Where, where is that in the landscape of things? Yeah, we have our, we have, we, we don't have a tour program per se. We actually have putters and some wedges in the bags of, you know, a, a few players since we're not paying them. I can't really say who they are. We know who they are. Uh, we just hope people will, you know, if anybody has access to a Daryl survey, they can look at it and just read the Daryl survey. But um, we do, we do have it. I think tour is certainly something that we will constantly take a look at because tour is aspirational and, you know, our brand is about performance and performance on tour is sort of the ultimate um, validator in what you're doing. And so, 
um, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't start planning that sort of strategy. We have the, we have the product for it. We have the equipment for it. Um, you know, it's just tour can be, uh, tour, tour can be a fairly expensive game, you know, kind of to be in. Right. So. Well, one thing I think is interesting and, and this is coming purely from a spectator of it, of it all is that it seems like as much as it matters to have a certain player using your product and speaking positively about it, um, it seems like a lot of people get really excited when a tour player is putting something in the bag. Everyone knows they're not being paid for. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always the cur- curious part. What I think is uh, if, if we do happen to see anything like that for you is it's a very visual product. You, you know yeah. exactly what it is when you see it. Um, and I think when I consider uh, the, the excitement factor for products, one of the thing is typically tour presence but another thing is the flash, and and I think your group is not uh, immune to it. And, and it, you've actually posted recently on Instagram a, a picture of some older irons <laughs> that have this spectacular uh, like copper or bronze finish to them. Yeah, and I immediately thought, like, man, that is so classy. Look, that's so flashy. And it's yeah. my my question to that is, is there an understanding that? a little bit of flash is needed to create some buzz? Um, I think in a way it's, it's, it creates, yeah. I mean, it can create, you know, attention. I, I think one of the things that we've done in the past and we'll probably continue to do in the future are, 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 are limited drops. You know, I guess that's something that I learned from my days at Nike is, you know, that, that when you, when you have something that's not sort of standard, if you will, not quote in line, but, is a one-off and there's limited quantities of something um, for various reasons. Uh, people get excited about it. That to me is, is, is kind of the flash, you know, will we, would we come out with gold plated irons and, you know, other stuff like that constantly? No, but I, I think what we will do is, is create um, offerings, you know, for, you know, the, the sort of the hardcore Adele, fans that we might be able to sort of drop on a periodic basis and so that's just you know that sort of buzz that sort of momentum i think is 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 just great to showcase what your what your abilities are but we also you know understanding that don't want to take away from what sort of our core value our core mission is which is we create great you know customized adjustable scoring tools if you will Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's funny i think about the weights and the different uh you know metals you could use to create some color options yeah. in there i'm not saying i'm not saying you need blue weights mike but you need blue weights <laughs> <That's, you know. laughs> and, and, and i was actually laughing because i'm sitting here with your instagram pulled up and you have a pillow behind you that uh, almost looks like the old school adele yeah. um uh, uh what do you call it the insert that you put in the putters but it's red i'm like dude that would be pretty cool on a putter yeah yeah, yeah you know it's, so, uh, i I'll, I'll i'll uh i'll compliment my wife for her taste in that uh, yeah <laughs> i'd like to say that i did that intentionally you know room raider but yeah yeah uh, no I, I i i see i hear you i i think that yeah there's um the, I think the thing that's really that that kind of what you're getting at, Dan, is also to, you know, a little bit of, of personalization that we're able to do as well. Um, you know, every you know, a lot of people can do stamping and things like that. And, and, and I think we're, we'll be certainly experimenting with with other things that um, just give somebody kind of the feeling and they're looking down at the club. They love what they look at. And, and I don't think you can you can put a price kind of on the emotion to the golfer when they put something down and they go, God, that looks good. Um, whether it's a shape, whether it's a color, whether it's some personalized thing that we might have done for them. Um, that's a, a brand like ours that 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 does, you know, this level of, 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 of customization and, you know, um, under, and we understand, you know, who that consumer is. I think that's one of the really cool things about this place. Yeah. I'd love to know more about the irons as a whole. And we talked a little bit before the show, so I know you're a bit of a player, not, not, nothing crazy <laughs> to your warm words, Mr. ATM, but, uh, have you had a full chance to really dive into the SMS iron 
technology, the experience it for you for yourself and, and make decisions on what works for your bag? Oh yeah, fully. So, uh, I, I, you know, as I think I was, I, I was saying before, I, I feel, um, I, I like to tinker, right. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we have several folks in the, in the company that, that are fitters that have their own fitting studio. I'm certainly not at that, you know, kind of <laughs> at that, le- at that level. I, I don't know that, uh, uh, I, I could kind of go to the boss and say, "Hey, uh, hey, honey, can we can we build a you know twenty thousand dollars simulator fitting room in, in the garage and get rid of the cars?" Uh, but um, you know, we um, uh, so I do so I do really enjoy you know the the process of tinkering. So I've I've moved weights around in in, in the different um, you know in in each of the different irons, and that's what some people do. Some people have. Their weights, you know, they might have the, uh, the the heavy weight in the heel on some clubs, and then they might have it in the middle, you know, kind of on others. And you know, for me, it just felt better to have the weight kind of in the heel. Um, one of the things I want to that I've, I haven't done it yet, but I want to experiment with is possibly on the longer irons, like the four iron, five iron, um, is putting two six gram weights in the toe and the heel, and a two gram weight in the middle. Because that's sort of, yeah. that's sort of the ultimate in in perimeter weighting, if you will. You know, I'm not yeah, you know, I'm not good enough anymore to sit there and all right, I'm going to shape this four iron. I'm going to cut it around the tree. I just want to hit it solid, <laughs> hit it solid, <laughs> kind of get it up in the air and somewhere close to where I was aiming. But that's okay. you know, but those the, the, those are the fun things that that you can do with our stuff because we sell weight kits. We, we have you know in two gram increments, you got two, four, six, eight, ten. 10 gram weights. And so, uh, because everybody's different and what everybody likes and what they feel is different. And so, um, you know, golf is fun, you know, tinkering with equipment, this allows somebody to fit themselves. This is, this is, this is a fun part about golf. And, and, you know, I, I think being able to do that, to do that adjustment yourself, it's, you know, it's a very simple, um, adjustment, um, with a wrench. Um, is is really cool and you know i also uh, go back to uh you know uh our, our sales director justin minnesee always says hey how many people play a non-adjustable driver there's probably nobody that does anymore so why would you play a non-adjustable iron and so it's it, which i always thought was kind of a really interesting way to look at it because your swing may evolve you know i've taken a you know a, a couple of lessons recently. i'm trying to get back into playing a little more competitively so i've Kind of had a couple of lessons, and I'm trying to shallow out my path. I guarantee you, if my if my path, you know, because I was coming in steep, if my path shallows, there may be I may need to to do something with some of the clubs on the weights, but I have the ability to do that. So as golf swings evolve, um, and um, you know, as players evolve, swings change, swings evolve, and and. You know, this allows you to kind of, you know, our, our technology allows you to, 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 to change things and stay current no matter, you know, kind of no matter what happens. So hmm. are, are you leaning SMS Pro then or are you leaning on the standard SMS for Iron? Well, I've got I've got standard SMS um, right now, uh, but I will more than likely end up with a combo set because my <laughs> ego says I need to have something that's more blade like, you know. I'm, Anytime there's two irons in a set and they got the more forgiving in the bag, you're a golfer just like the rest of us. The butt is the butt is always a combo. <laughs> yeah, it, it, right. It, it, right. You know, and, and and it's just because I, you know, like I said, I can't. My ego can't get out of the way. I'm like, I can still do this. I can still hit this club. But and I, and I, the reality is, I hit the SMS short irons fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a chance to hit them both side by side late last year, and I was blown away. Um, two things. Number one, how spectacular the pros looked and the, the, the quality of the striking was just excellent, especially when you put the weight in the right place. What right. surprised me most, and, and we've had lots of THPers talk about the quality of the SMS irons mm-hmm. and the potential to play them up in handicap level. Yep. Um, what surprised me most is just how much I enjoyed the seven, six, five, four, like the higher end irons, the, the, mm-hmm. the lofted, into that four iron range. Uh, I really enjoyed the regular SMS in that range and it never felt like 
a big iron, but it always felt like I had a little bit of support when I was swinging. For me, typically playing that, you know, player CB, MB style iron, it was it was a treat. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that that's the thing. And, and, and really in this whole category of sort of player's distance, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that there's <clears throat> what we offer is is something that exactly to your point, it's not big and chunky. Right. Um, it, you know, as 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 some of these irons can get, it's not big and chunky, but it also doesn't inspire the look of, wow, this is just a butter knife. I can't hit this. Right. Um, you know, they, they it, 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 you know, they don't do that. And conversely, the the SMS pros still look I mean, the, the numbers when I hit them and when I was fitted, the, the numbers on the SMS pro were every bit as good with the seven and eight iron as, as they were with, you know, my consistency was every bit the same, which is kind of what in my head said, all right, you know, why don't you go get those because then you'll look cool with something that says pro in your bag. Right. But, <laughs> um, you know, but the SMS pros are very, you know, confidence inspiring at address. And, and I think that's one of the, the lesser things that we talk about, but I think is really important and what our, what our team has created and designed, which are irons that just look good. Like you put them down and you say, man, I like how that looks right. You know, you don't put it down and you don't say now that that hosel transitions a little, little chunky or that toes a little rounded or squared off. I can see too much of the cavity or I can see too much of this or that. When you put down the SMS and the SMS Pro, they just sort of inspire this look of this is really good to look at. I feel like I can hit this solid. Both at address and in the bag, too. I mean, they, they have this sort of clean look to them that is surprising considering there's actual technology built into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think that's one of the, you know, the side benefits, um, you know, is you can, you you know, you know, distinctively that's an Adele sms iron when you see it or wedge. Mm-hmm. yeah whatever. maybe so, you guys could once you you fit people into sms you you stamp pro on them for them so they can fit play the irons that works for them you that's, know? A great, I, that's a great idea <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna steal that one <laughs> so good um i'm curious about sort of next steps for you guys we're moving uh, deep into summer golf here in the mm-hmm. Midwest uh, for 2023. It sounds like so. There's some things going on in 2024 that you've hinted yep. towards. Uh, yep. Is there a visual change to Adele coming up here from a presence standpoint? What What are we looking at from uh, a late 2023 type of thing? I, I think what you're going to see, Dan, is is we have so many cool stories that we want to tell and we've been trying to tell them all. And when you tell too many stories, nobody really knows kind of who you are and what you, what you kind of stand for. And I think what you're going to see from us, so you're going to see new products obviously in, in the spring of 24, um, you know, which we're really, really excited about. Um, But I also think you're just, you know, you're going to see us continue um, to be very consistent in how we talk to the golfer and be very consistent in terms of making sure our fitters and our consumers understand what we can offer. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, we have, uh, the, you know, our pillars, if you will, swing adjustability, alignment adjustability, if you will. Um, better player or competitive player aesthetics. Those are all things that we want to make sure that people understand that's what we offer. Um, and so, you know, I think as, as the year goes on, we're just going to continue to pound the message home about, Hey, we're this scoring brand. We're, we're, we're a scoring performance brand. We think about golf from the whole backwards. And, and, and I think uh, not to go off on a tangent here, which I'm about to, but um, I think that, Golf is reaching this sort of inflection point on distance, right? You know, you've got the USGA talking about a ball rollback. Um, you have more stringent testing in terms of, you know, whether you call it CT, you know, COR, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, it, it, it sort of feels like the, the, the golfer is going to need to start thinking about more about, hey, this is really about getting the ball in the hole. And, and 
it, it sounds really um, strange to say that because obviously that is <laughs> the point of golf. But what I mean is, is, is people don't romance that point, right? People romance the distance. People romance what happens as you go forward from the tee. And, and what we, what I really want to do is, is, you know, with Adele, because we have the, the products that can support it, I want to romance this concept of, you know what, Sh- knock one more shot off, make one more putt than you wouldn't otherwise have made, um, you know, get it up and down from a spot maybe you wouldn't have been able to get it up and down for before. That's the kind of stuff that people are going to remember, right? Yes, people remember, yeah, you know, I bombed it, you know, 30 yards past you on that one hole. And then how many times have you done something like that and then made bogey on the hole because you hit it <laughs> right? On the approach. But the the whole concept of, you know, just get a, give, give you one more stroke advantage, right? Because of, of, of how our products are, you know, are adjustable, are fitted. Um, that's a really fun, sexy, romantic concept in golf that we really want to try and continue to hammer home so i don't know if that really answers your question i mean it it does but i also feel like you're going against the grain a little bit because the current conversation tends to lean distance and and Mm -hmm. and as much as the larger companies uh in that driver space for example have dialed it back a little bit there was a time when 46 and a half drivers were the norm and then like oh wait people actually want to hit a fairway once or twice around so they dialed it back a little bit but well, I, think, even, I think Rory's driver like 44 now or 43 and three quarters or something like that. I saw, I don't, I, didn't, I don't know, but it's a good, it's a good uh, point to make because we just came off the U S open playing at a course that was rock hard for mm-hmm. probably most parking lots. I drive through to get to my golf course that has right. actual ground on it. Right. Um, the idea of showcasing a great approach shot or a great putt is almost benign when you have those experiences that they're presenting on the tour level. So you, you sort of condition golfers to say, I want to hit the long ball like they do when right. reality you're never going to, cause you don't get to play those scenarios. So do you feel like you're going a little bit against the grain by presenting this discussion? Personally, I think it's great. I, I think anyone who gets a chance to make a putt or gets a chance to hit a shot close to the wedge that is the true joys in golf. When your friend yeah. looks at you and shakes their head and goes again because you just made another putt, or again because right. you just stiffed another wedge, right. that's what people talk about. Yeah. Um, are we going against the grain? I guess in the way um, golf, as you know, the golf equipment industry as we know it today, you know, has evolved. Yes, because distance has always been king, right? And that's why um, all of the the big companies and and, and again. These are all, you know, a couple companies that I work for. <clears throat> These companies all make great product. Um, th- there isn't, you know, you can't find, you know, a bad product from 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 any of these guys. But that's what their focus has always been. It's always been, you know, distance. It's always been from the T forward. They've conditioned the industry, as you say, to sort of to sort of think about it. Um, and if we were to talk the same story. No one's going to, you know, we don't have a voice nearly as loud uh, as they do on their quietest days. So, you know, for us, um, we want to hold true to sort of the origins of the company and also hold true to what we do best. Um, and, and like you said, what we do best is we let you, we, we do things that help you get the ball in the hole faster. Um, and so, you know, really at the, at the end of the day, will, you know, will people sort of ignore the message because they're always thinking about distance? Yeah, some will, but I think that there's, you know, enough people out there. And as I said, I think that we're reaching this inflection point about on, on distance where, you know, if things really aren't going to go any further, um, what's next, what becomes the cool, interesting, sexy part of golf um i mean as you just said i maintain making one more putt chipping it close you know hitting a couple of wedges to you know stone dead you know you know back to back against your opponent where now you can really talk smack on the next tee that's fun right that's a cool part about golf um and, and i really feel 
you know, and and maybe some of the listeners out there are going to say, ah, oh, this guy, I don't know what this guy's smoking, but but I really feel that people are going to start looking at it more that way, um, uh, just because you know the, the the conversation around distance is starting to be around how much more limiting can it get. Yeah. Right. Maybe we could all just collectively as a whole stop talking about how far we hit the ball. Right. So the USGA leaves us alone for a while. That yeah. would be great. And <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think you said it before. You, I, I can't, I don't have Rory McElroy's hip speed. I'm about his size. Um, I don't have his strength and his hip speed. Right. I, I can get to his drive in two shots, but, um, you know, so I can't really wrap my head around that. I can't identify with that, but I can identify with, you know, from whatever yardage, trying to hit it closer to the hole, and from wherever you are on the green, trying to make, um, trying to make another putt. That I can identify with, and so I can identify with a tour player everywhere else except off the tee. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't, I don't mean to say that I can identify because I'm as good as them. <laughs> So don't don't get me wrong, but I can identify with the fact that I can do what they did, not nearly as often as they can, but I can still do it. I can't hit it three. I can't carry a ball three thirty, but I can hit a wedge three feet, or I can make a twenty footer. It's that one shot that we make of our two rounds, if we're lucky, during our weekend play that we get to talk about for the next week, right? So that's what oh, we're yeah. doing here. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the the funny thing, I do this with my son all the time. He gets really annoyed. If I if I hit a flop shot that, you know, from a tough spot and I get it up and down, I will I will talk to him about it incessantly to the point where he finally just tells me to shut up like that. Yes, I saw it. Stop. But, uh, but that, you know, but that's, those are the kinds of discussions that I think people are going to start having more and more of. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, we're, we're thrilled to get to know you a little bit better. Excited to see where Adele's headed next. Obviously the last uh, year or so has been pretty spectacular from an interesting product standpoint. So yep. um, really eager to see where you, where your next moves are there. And um, yeah, usually at the end of the show, I either allow my guests to share any thoughts or additional questions they might have for me. Anything from today? No, not really, Dan. I think we, you know, I think we kind of, you know, covered covered most of it. Um, I, I just, um, I, I'm just, you know, really appreciative that you allow me to to get on there and maybe, you know, somebody gets to know Adele a little bit better because of this. I think that that's great. But I would, you know, certainly urge. Anybody that's anybody that's listening to this, um, just to check it out. I mean, just to and, and, and ask yourselves a question. If you're playing an adjustable driver, why aren't you playing an adjustable iron or wedge? And, you know, is your swing and your swing dynamics and how you release the club the exact same as your buddy that you play with? If the answer is no, you got to give us a got to give us a look. Yeah, and and there's plenty of locations around the United States to check out Adele Golf. Uh, lots of fitters have them, including some of the larger fitters out there. So you can get some knowledge from someone who's educated on the product. They take that very seriously as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we do, Mike, is every every time we have an episode, we have a thread up on THP for, for everyone to talk about the show and their experiences with the product. There's lots of THPers with the SMS wedges and irons in the bag, so I'm sure they'll jump in and chat. Uh, really looking forward to that continued discussion about the brand and uh, look forward to having you on again soon when you've got some new product to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. It's fun stuff, Dan. All right, Mike. Hey, everyone out there, if you're playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make a count. Roll your ball out of divots. I don't care about the rolls. (laughs) See you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.